0: I want to welcome everybody to another episode of you and the law podcast show i'm one of the co-hosts of the show Virgil green and you know we always got to introduce the the man of the hour who goes by the name of chief swaggy, swaggy. Uh, i told you about that man swaggy one i told you about that hey man you know what you gotta put you gotta put a couple of extra swaggies
1: Dude, there, you, you don't know me like that.
0: You know what, man? I may not know you like that, but <laughs> I know like I know the audience out there knows you like that, man.
1: You don't know me like that.
0: Man, I know they they know you like that.
1: Man. They do, but you don't know me like that.
0: Now, now, yeah. I'm I'm trying to get to know.
1: Okay. Okay. Big brother. Big brother. <laughs> What's up, V? How not a whole
0: life, man, how you doing?
1: good man uh you know first of all man hearts go out to the uh city of jacksonville florida Uh the tragedy that occurred in uh jacksonville yeah and we've had uh, a few other uh, mass shootings throughout the nation since uh the, over the past week and so condolences to yeah. those families and and prayer and healing for those cities
0: yeah yeah keith you know yeah uh... In, in Oklahoma City, uh, there was a um, uh, a shooting that took place at a uh, football game in Choctaw, which is which is a suburb just uh, east of, of Oklahoma City. It's in the Oklahoma City metro area. Uh, first home, first game of the season between Choctaw and Dell City High School, and uh, unfortunately, a 16-year-old was uh, was killed. Uh, another police officer. It was uh, another police officer. ended up shooting another person. Uh, I don't believe that person had anything to do with the initial shooting, but it was an adult male. And uh, that person, as of uh, Monday, was still listed in very serious condition. So, you know, once again, Keith, you know, uh, just the
1: mass shooting continues after the incident that took place in Jacksonville. Yeah, so it's, uh you know, that's what, the, and this is one of the things that we talk about on our shows. We keep it real. We talk about the actual events that are occurring and the, what could be done to reduce these possibilities or these probabilities of these incidents occurring. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we'd be remiss if we did not reach out and say, uh, extend our condolences once again uh, to those who are uh, victims uh, of the, and and I want to say something also, Virgil, I want to commend the uh, the amazing students and the uh, security officer at Edwin Waters College uh, in Jacksonville. If it had not been for those students and for that security officer, uh, mm-hmm. this would have been uh, it could have been much, much deadlier. yeah, and and yeah. I believe that just based on the actions of what we know about the actions of this person, Mm -hmm. that the college was which is an hbcu edward Edward waters college which is an hbcu in jacksonville florida Mm -hmm. i really believe that that school based on the fact that it is an hbcu predominantly african-american um enrollment i do believe that that university was being targeted and it was it was uh, interrupted by uh, the students who saw something, said something, saw saw something, said something, and uh, the the security officer who confronted the gentleman and then had the you know the mind to continue to call nine one one and provide a um, description of description the, of the subject. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Keith, and as you know, I mean, you know, they've already came out and said it was racially motivated. Uh, so clearly, this you mean person- racially
1: racially motivated. Racially motivated.
0: Clearly, it kind of reminds you of what took place in Buffalo uh, yeah. uh, at the uh, at the store there. So, again, you know, with the climate of everything that's going on with politics, uh, you know, you know, Keith, I get some people have asked this question: uh, Could this uh, have anything to do with what took place with the the boat uh, melee uh, uh, that took place? You know. Several yeah. weeks ago, a month ago, uh, does it have anything to do with the, with the, um, with what's going on with this uh, upcoming presidential election? Uh, it, it could be a number of things, but it could be a lot. Yeah, we're we're definitely um, dealing with uh, some situations where uh, families are not really safe. You know, to even go to a Family Dollar. Uh, to shop to go to a grocery store to shop um, to go to a football uh, a football game or anywhere and so uh, you know it, there's a there's a sense in the black community that that uh, in certain parts of the country uh, blacks are being targeted
1: yeah they, that that you're absolutely correct you're absolutely correct but birds i think we um have a really good show today you know we're talking yeah, about yeah, we've had yeah. there's been quite a few incidents throughout the nation here recently and this has not just happened recently it's, it's occurred over years uh, mm-hmm. but uh, children and we talk about children uh, those under the age of 10 um, being handcuffed for some criminal incidents and some non-criminal incidents correct and um, so you know when when is when does it go too far You know, when, what, you know, why is handcuffing a child a bad idea? And I think this is a topic you and I, we discussed last week. We informed the listeners that that was what this show was going to be about. And and I I did some research on this, man. And there's a, even since 2022, let's go back to 2018. This was a major topic that was being discussed uh, throughout the nation, especially in schools where there were a lot of children, elementary school children, that were being handcuffed by officers, whether they were school resource officers or officers who had been dispatched to those schools regarding disruptions. Uh, not necessarily something that was criminal, something that was uh, possibly on the level of administrative and either to get that child's attention or because the child was being uh, non-compliant and that meaning you know not sitting down or yelling or screaming, um, they were placed in handcuffs as a method to get them under control. Mm -hmm. And so that, that has been a very, very serious topic, a disturbing topic. And it seems to be a trend going on throughout the nation. When it comes to that, I recall as a patrol officer, and I used to tell parents not to say this, uh, they, you'd be in uniform, you'd be in a store you'd have a child that was, you know, being a child. Yeah, you know, and and the parents would look at him, walk over, look at the child, walk over to you, and say, "Officer, let him know you're going to put him in jail if he don't behave." And I and I used I used to make it very clear that I was totally opposed to that. Mm-hmm. That that you should not do that. That's putting a uh, a level of fear in those in that in that child's mind regarding law enforcement. We're here to help. You you might be preventing that child from coming to a seek our seek our assistance if they needed help. So I thought that that was something that uh, was really, um, you know, I I didn't like. But but to the listeners, we want to just kind of I want to convey something just really quickly. So there are a lot of states that anyone under the age of 10 is not culpable, does not have the culpability to uh, be responsible for their actions, especially even when it's criminal. There are some states that go ten and above. You are, you can be held criminally culpable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of this is happening in those states where it's under ten. So I just wanted, because there are people who are going to say, well, what is a juvenile? Well, it depends on which state you're in. Uh, juveniles are considered. I know in Texas and other states, anyone over the age of ten, <clears throat> um, because that's when you can actually arrest someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone below right. that, they can't be held responsible for their actions so i just yeah. wanted to clarify that for the listeners yeah. yeah well keith you
0: know there's a video that uh we're going to show here in just a, a few seconds uh related to an incident that took place in in mississippi and uh you know it's uh if those who <clears throat> are watching or listening to the to the podcast if you haven't uh if you're not aware of this incident it's very disturbing uh because this 10 year old you know just like any other 10 year old if you gotta relieve yourself if you have to use you know if you have to urinate you're gonna find somewhere to do that at uh and this 10 year old was was uh was witnessed by an officer uh urinating behind his mother's car and uh he was uh, uh detained and issued a, 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 a complaint uh, that I believe since since this incident has happened has has been um, uh, removed. But keep what I just recently found out while preparing for the show is that the mother has since was arrested for uh, for some other type of uh, contempt of court. And so again, these actions are bodies white officers are having uh, a lot of impact on young black children who are 10 years and younger. Uh, And so you have to ask yourself the question, why are these
1: things happening? But Virgil, before you go to that, let me just let me clarify. I've seen officers who look like you and I. Do the same the thing, same, yeah. But I think, yeah,
0: and and again, I, I don't want to make this seem like it's a racial thing, right? I, I think the the majority of incidents that do happen are of, of uh, are of officers uh, of Caucasian uh, against young uh, black uh, boys and and girls. And again, you know, we we talked about this, I believe, some time ago, Keith, where it was related to handcuffing kids in school. And we, uh, there was a video that we played where, uh, clearly you could tell the, uh, well, the body camp footage as well, black, a black female officer and a black male officer had handcuffed a, uh, a 10 year old at school. And this officer, if I recall, began to berate this, uh, belittle this 10 year old kid and to the point to where I think the female officer was actually screaming back at the 10 year old. So uh, again, Keith, I go back to where's the adults. You're, you're, you're saying you're an adult, you're in a position, but very poor judgment. And then once something happens, Keith, everybody is saying, Oh, well, Hey, they made a mistake. Uh, I, I, I I don't know about you, but I find it hard to uh, say
1: that that person made a mistake. Common sense is, uh, it shouldn't be difficult to have. Exactly. Exactly. What are you trying to accomplish by putting this kid in, in handcuffs? Yeah. I think that's what the, you know, what's the, and especially if they don't meet the age of being responsible for criminal acts, what are you trying to accomplish? What's the, what's the, you know, what's, what's going on here? Why? Yeah. What's the, what's the reason behind it? Yeah. Well, Hey Keith, uh, and, uh, to those who are uh,
0: tuning into the podcast show, uh, we're going to play a video of the recent incident that took place in Mississippi where the 10 uh, year old was, uh, uh, detained for, uh, peeing behind his mother's car. Why his brother, uh, went to a law office to seek some type of, uh, legal advice.
2: tonight in Senatobia after a 10 year old boy is arrested and taken to a police station. WRG's Mike Sirianni went to Senatobia to hear the mother's side of the story, but found out She's now in jail herself. A child is a child. Sometimes it's an emergency. The child just is about to explode. This man does not want to be identified, but says the arrest of a 10 year old boy by Senatobia police for allegedly urinating in public is hard to comprehend, And I think you could forgive a child for
3: just a, an incident that isn't. I don't I don't feel is cop necessary.
2: That incident happened in the parking lot of a lawyer's office directly across from the Tay County Courthouse. The lawyer who did not want to go on camera told me a woman came into her law offices asking for legal assistance. While that woman was in her office, a plainclothes Senatobia police detective entered. Senatobia's police chief stating in part, quote, in this situation, the officer personally witnessed a 10 year old child committing an act in public, which would have been illegal for an adult under these circumstances the officer did not observe a parent on the scene during the initial contact in quote according to the chief the woman was located and quote she was advised that her child was going to receive a youth court referral for this matter the officers then transported the 10-year-old to the police station to complete the paperwork where the child was released to the mother the child was not handcuffed during this incident in quote according According to the lawyer, several Senatobia police cruisers were called to the scene. Far too many, says this man.
3: I don't think uh,
2: more than one policeman needs to show up for, even if it was an adult, of public urination. I don't think you need more than one cop. In Sinatopia, Mike Suriani, WREG News Channel 3. Now I can tell you today, the chief of police said it was an error in judgment to transport the child to the police station. The child's mother, by the way, was arrested today for contempt of court and is now in jail and unable to talk with us.
0: You know, Keith, man, again, I'll just go back to the the poor decisions of these officers. And then now you've got a police chief who is trying to, uh, you know, almost justify to some extent, uh, but then later said, "Yep, there was poor judgment. Uh, uh, Again, it is, you know, we always say officers make mistakes. Uh, They learn from those mistakes. They don't do those mistakes again. Keith, I mean, where is the, the human part of this here is that I go back to would you as an officer allow another officer to handcuff your, t- your 10-year-old, put your 10-year-old in the backseat of a police car and take them to the police department just because they had to relieve themselves?
1: Well, the thing is, man, there's there's two forms of law, and I've said this before on the podcast. There's what's called the letter of the law. This is what the law says. Every word of this, I am bound to uphold this, and there is no wiggle room. <clears throat> That's spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. Okay, the law says you're going the speed limit is 55. You're going 56. Aha, about by the letter of the law, you've exceeded the posted speed limit, so you're speeding. I'm going to write you a ticket. The spirit of the law says, yeah, you've done something, but let's talk about it or let's, let's kind of find out what's going on. I don't have to arrest you. I might be, I could probably give you some advice, hey, I wouldn't do that in the near future, or hey, did you know this? So you're educating. So there's two facts. There are so many that follow the letter of the law because they say, so let's, let's, let's play devil's advocate. So say this. So say in Mississippi, a child under the eight, a child ten and above, is mentally culpable for criminal acts. So we know that urinating in public is a criminal act. Okay, that's you're not going to find anything. I don't think you'll find any state where it's not. But you got to find. You got to ask the question: What what was the kid doing? What was his intentions? Mm-hmm. Was this was he was he um, hiding? Um, you know, as far as was he covering himself up to where he wouldn't be exposing himself? Mm-hmm. You know, had he tried to go inside <clears> the restroom <throat> inside the building, and they told him no. Uh, what what had he done? And you don't ask that question; you just automatically say, "Well, you're doing this, and I'm gonna put you in jail." And then the fact of the matter is, you can release that you could have released that child to his mom. It- hey, mom, your son, your son is you Your son is 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 your name in public. Hey, you know, there's people out here, you know, maybe he wasn't allowed to go into the restroom. I don't know. You know, maybe he's got them. I don't know, ma'am. But just next time, be careful. Now, what what have what what have you accomplished there? You've you've been able to educate that kid, educate the mom. And then you've been able to show the kid that you're not heavy handed, that you that you are willing to work with Yeah. But
0: yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. No, I'm just going to say, I, you know, when you said educate, and I think, Keith, this is a part, yeah, I'm going to look at it. Is it, do you really have to educate? it? Are there circumstances where there's, people have emergencies. People of any age would have an emergency to say, man, I cannot make it inside of that building, or man, I cannot, uh, and here's a 10-year-old who his mom left him in the car while she went inside the building. She probably told him, don't get out of the car. Uh, He like, hey, I can't hold it. I've got to find somewhere to, you know, to pee. And he did. The officer witnessed that instead of saying, you know, hey, listen, you know, your son was in the car by himself. He was, you know, urinating, not trying to get it, you know, not trying to cause any problems, but hey, you know, there again there's so many other different things to come up because maybe the door was. we could come up with other reasons why he couldn't have gotten inside of the building but at the end of the day what was the big crime what was the the big crime of watching a 10 year old p walk over to him make sure he was okay make sure he wasn't by himself being left alone going about your business. I wouldn't even say said anything to the mom.
1: Well, I, I will say this. I can tell you probably what uh, I, I think happened. I think that there is such a fear that if I don't do something, I'm going to get in trouble. You know, if, if it comes out later that this young man had exposed, uh, and I want the listeners to just bear with me on this, that if someone would have come out two or three days later and say that this young man exposed himself, which he didn't expose himself. He was just in the restroom. But there was an officer who saw it. Then these officers are afraid that well, they're going to start an investigation and think I didn't do it. So we have we have put fear in a lot of these officers where they think they have to do something when they see something, and especially things of of, of this type of nature. I would do have been. Do you know think talk- that
0: is? Do you
1: do you, think, do you uh, again? Keep I, think I think that thinking- occurs sometimes. Yeah, I do. Okay. I okay. think it occurs sometimes. I think I think you have officers that are so afraid to not do things are not to take some form of enforcement that they do follow the letter of the law because it's you know, Virgil. What is what have you been told? Remember when we went when we were first gotten into law enforcement and there were things that they said you better do something on. It's you know the domestic situation where somebody mm-hmm. somebody better go to jail. Somebody go to jail. Yeah, somebody yeah. go to jail. It doesn't matter who, but one of the parties need to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to do something. Uh, thank goodness that it's we've gone beyond that and, and and we do a little bit more investigating to determine if someone does, if there's a need for someone to go to jail, but in this situation, Hey, this was an opportunity to a proactive opportunity to talk to this young man. And by everything that we've seen and we've read Virgil, it has said that this young man was not exposing himself. He was not exposed. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he was doing everything he, he could do to be, um, respectful and and you, and, 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 you know, relieve himself. You know, Keith, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to
0: take myself out of the, uh, the police chief um, uh, mind and just, just be a a normal person and say, okay, here you you witness a, a young black boy urinating. It, oh, man, we got to we got to do something about that because that's bad. That's wrong. And then you go as far as to issue a referral. And so now you're looking at it. Everything is punitive. Everything is some kind of way to punish the 10 year old, punish the mother versus saying, what do you get out of doing some kind of whatever this referral that they were going to do? What do you, what does that accomplish other than putting the mom in a in a situation where she may have to uh, financially be responsible for something? Then, 2 you've got the 10 year old now, everybody sees him at school. He's embarrassed. So you've done more harm than you could have done anything good. And I think that's one of the things that I would say to as a police chief to these officers you can't justify to me and tell me that you did anything that was good because everything that you did was harm and the simple fact i'm going to ask you what you want somebody to do your child the same way because if you do say yeah hey i i would expect another officer to do the same thing man you're lying you, come on now that, to me it just goes back to an issue that the black community continues to have the fact that Blacks are treated in such a harsh way that and then after the fact, you want to say, hey, we apologize for we shouldn't have done that. Now here, the mom is going to probably have some type of financial settlement from that city uh, and the officers are going to go on about their business. I think think in this
1: situation, I think the officer was relieved of his duties. I don't I can't remember. What's going to be the settlement? What's going to be the, what, I mean, and I'm, I'm just asking what, what's going to be the reason to sue? What would be the, the, the foundation? Well, policy? I think, I think based on the, the interview,
0: I think she uh, stated that there was some type of pending lawsuit against this agency. Mm-hmm. Uh And as you know, Keith, uh, you know, somebody can sue for anything, but I think if you get mm-hmm. Ben Crump or some of these other high, high powerful attorneys whose name is, alone by itself scares a lot of cities uh to say hey yeah we we did something wrong they admitted that they did something wrong they could have done something different uh again i'm going to ask you this here do you think that what kind of impact is this going to have on this 10 year old uh from now until he's an adult
1: well, you've got two ways to go. It's going to be a positive or it's going to be negative. Uh, the, the positive side is that this kid uh, realizes or, or, you know, understand this is what and this is the mindset. I'm not saying this is what I believe. OK, I'm just saying these are two ways that either, you know, we write this citation for this kid and keep him on the straight and narrow, let him know that we're the police. We're not playing with you. We're watching him. Or the other side is going to be where now he hates the police. You know, he's yeah. going he's going to say, "Man, everything that they're saying about police, especially in the state of Mississippi, is true. How they address the issues." Cuz do you not think that this little boy has not witnessed other other young men, Well, other other young men uh relieving themselves because mm-hmm. they couldn't make it to the bathroom? I mean, yeah. Virgil, I you know, you, you you think about this, man. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a young man alive or there's a small percentage that haven't in some emergency that has had to do that. The 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 issue becomes went behind the
0: tree or done right. something, yeah. The
1: issue becomes are you standing in the middle of the street? Uh are you you know, are you trying to um hide, you know, bring, bring attention cover? to yourself. Or are you yeah. trying to bring attention to yourself? Yeah. And 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 so it, it 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 comes down to the point of could you write him a ticket? Could could if that if you're going by the. Um, this is what the law says, but what what's what's the what are you trying to accomplish? Think of think about this every time you enforce a law, what is the purpose of of the enforcement? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't realize we some we have to think about that. What is the purpose of the enforcement that we're taking? What are we hoping to accomplish that? You know, what are you hoping to accomplish? Are you, is there a, is there a problem that, you know, this little boy is doing this all the time or you're getting a, uh, uh, there's a there's a string of these things going along, you know, these, op- these type of incidents occurring throughout the city and people have complained or was this one incident where you had the opportunity to sit down with the, k- the little kid and say, hey man, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to hide and not be in public. Um, You know, expose yourself. But, you know, is the next time either use the restroom before you uh, leave home or. And you know what? Think about this. Think about this. Could the kid have not had a medical issue? You know, Mm -hmm. you know how many people out here, man, I've dealt with that have medical issues. And when they got to go, they got to go. And it comes it comes. So do you put somebody in jail because they have a medical issue. Uh, do you find out more about it? But I will tell you, man, from what I've read in this situation and trying not to armchair quarterback Virgil and to the listeners, this could have been handled a lot differently. And yeah. the thing about it is when the police chief has to come back, and that's why I say it's very important for police chiefs to get all of the facts, uh, every bit of information you can regarding any situation, we're pretty much all in all things that are brought to your attention. Mm-hmm. But something that you know that's going to be publicly um, viewed or discussed, you have to get as much information as you can because once you put that out there, it's very difficult, and it's and it's not doesn't doesn't shine uh, a very bright light on a on an organization when you have to come back and retract and say, "Well, I was wrong. I did some more." investigating and determined that we could have handled that differently. So yeah. just the fact that the the chief is saying that there was another way they could have handled that. Uh they shouldn't have had because I'm gonna tell you right right now, Virgil, knowing you and I think and, and you know you know me and I know you, it would have been like, what the hell? He yes yeah, what exactly the rest of a 10 year old kid. Yeah. That exactly. okay my, cause my thing is gonna be was he exposing himself in public was he standing in the middle of the sidewalk? Was he standing on top of the car? Was he standing in the middle of the street? Was he, you know what I mean? I'm gonna ask that. So you mm-hmm. tell me this kid is behind the car urinating, and you yeah. handcuffed this kid?
0: Yeah. Because um, you you know what? There's been a, a many of police officers who've done the same thing who man, can't make it. Man, come on now.
1: On on on, on long, duty, on long crime scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. events <laughs> yeah. you yeah. where you're working off duty and there's yeah. abs- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. male yeah. and female. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I want to remind those who just now tune into the podcast show tonight. uh, Podcast topic is uh, uh, handcuffing of the uh, why handcuffing children is a bad idea, and uh, we we've got a couple of people in the chat room who put in some chats, and uh, I want to give a a big shout out to. to, to the flower child who has joined us keith uh on the podcast show uh, uh she is uh, uh she's a uh, an Oklahoma city homicide uh, detective uh so we want to thank her for tuning in and man i have to say so this, this this sister right here man when when i post my pictures about my tea and, and my food and i say she's, something? she's right there with me she Can is I say right something? there. She is right there with me, brother. When I say something about that, what <laughs> you doing, man?
1: Hey, hey, Virgil, and, and to Flower Child, Flower Child, thank you so much. And also to Justice Jones, uh, appreciate you also. But let me say yes. this, and you can go back and, and do research on this topic. Um, I went back five, six years. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, it's good to go back three to five. Don't have to go beyond that. But what we found that a lot of these incidents involved kids who were under the age of 10 and who were autistic or had some form of, um, uh, they were in some form of crisis. Mm-hmm. And so these kids were handcuffed. Uh, these <clears> kids were, at one point, this one child was put on the ground and his knee was, also had his knee in his back for over 30 minutes because the kid was out of, out of you know, that's what they say out of control. Mm -hmm. We do know that kids can get out of control. We do know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We do know they can be very combative. We get it. Uh, Every situation is different. It's different. Yeah. So I can't tell you that you wouldn't handle if, if you should handle every child the same way you, because until you've been in one of those situations, I was a school resource officer. I'm telling you, these kids can really become very strong, be combative. And there are times you have to do something to get them under, under control. Really quickly. Now, as soon as you get them under control, then you can transition to a different form of, of force or, or methods. But, but but because a kid is not responding, you tell a kid and a kid may not be able to. Number one, may not be able to hear, may not be able to speak, uh, may have a form of autism, may have a form of Down syndrome, may have a form of ADHD. It doesn't mean all of a sudden that law enforcement has to be called. And that's that's that goes back to what I've always said. When you have officers in schools. And being a former school resource officer and help developing a, a program in, in in one city uh, and having a really robust program in another city, the MOU, the Memor- Memorandum of Understanding between that school and that police department has to it's been very clear on what the duties of law enforcement is and the duty of the school. And you mm-hmm. should not be calling kids to classrooms because a kid is screaming and yelling and you want a kid to be... Um, uh, handcuffed or, or someone to get the kid under control there are times when someone's violent I get it but a lot of times when you have a kid that's screaming and yelling and he's being then you can't automatically just call um an officer to just say take him I'm through I can't deal with him or whatever and that's yeah. we, we we get in that and then a lot of officers don't understand there there are there are officers not a lot but there are officers who don't understand how to communicate with those kids or to find out what the real problem is. Uh, They see it. They see it. They don't recognize anything other than what they're doing at that time. And -hmm. they go straight into cop mode. And this is what I have to do for my safety and the safety of others. I've got to handcuff them. And we find that a lot of those incidents don't do not require that child to be handcuffed. It might require the kid to be detained and transformed transitioned out of that room. Mm-hmm. But handcuffing kids for reasons because of this situation here, he is being compliant. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't know what message what message you're trying to send.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Thank you. Uh, if uh, I want to
0: ask the question to Flower Challenge, she's still listening. She puts in the com- in the chat, she says the fear of individual liability to officers has become such an issue that good judgment and common sense has left policing. Uh, sad times, what happens when we do not act. Uh, And I guess, you know, my question is, you know, when we talk about individual liability, uh, is there some liability that officers would feel like that they may uh, be exposed to in a situation like this?
1: Well, that's every day. I mean, you're exposed to liability every day. I mean, when when you pin on the badge, the day you take the oath and you put it on the badge, you're exposed to liability. Uh, no matter what you do, you are uh, facing liability. And it comes down to the fact of what well, I said earlier: we've got to do something. The, the officers feel like, man, I, I've got to do something. Um, now, what do I do? You know, we talk about giving officers all these tools. We have your toolbox, and you've got your your criminal law and your traffic law, and you've got your less lethal. And you've got your policies and stuff in this toolbox, where you can always go to that toolbox and pull out whatever tool needed to handle the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. When that situation arises, it seems as though in some cases that that toolbox is locked, or that toolbox people forget about it. Mm-hmm. And we we so so if this is the case, if we're if we're afraid of liability and law enforcement, then we just need to shut law enforcement down. Don't have any police. And because you can't do this job without liability. Everything we do has, something, has it's it's something, the way we yeah. drive. Okay. The way we talk to people, uh, the way we arrest people, when we're taking an interview from people, you know, when we get involved, if God forbid, we get involved in a shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's going to be something the way you, the way you walk, the way you talk, where you look, you're going to get sued about something. So, I mean, that's we knew that we we accepted that responsibility when we when we put on the uniform. So I go back to officers do feel as though they have to do something. But now because you have to do something, know what that something is. Yeah. Don't just automatically fall back on the letter of the law. Think about it in a situation. So you're telling me in this situation, you had to take an immediate act. An immediate action was needed was warranted in this situation. This officer had to immediately put this kid in the handcuffs and take this kid. So was it, I mean, do you not think you could have said, hey, if you're not comfortable, it, hey, it, hey, Sarge, can you come over here? This is what I got. I mean, there's so many things that you could could do. Yeah, um, you're, you're right, Keith. And I, 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 it,
0: again, man, it is just, it is hard for me to, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. It is hard for me to believe that race was not, A factor in this here well I'm
1: not going to I'm not going I'm not going I I know we've had this situation discussions about about Mississippi it's just it's just hard for
0: me to 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 even
1: but I I can't we can't just say that because we don't know if this is the first time that that's happened and we don't know we we don't know those we don't we don't know so Can you say a hundred percent? It's not. No, I, you can't, I, I can't. Yeah, Sorry. I can't say. Yeah, I can't say a hundred
0: percent. But what I can right. say is that, again, when we're we're both we're black men, we're, we're fathers, we're grandfathers. Uh, again, I just find it very hard to. Understand. Uh, why this these officers or this officer felt that it was the need to take the actions that they did especially to go to the extent of saying hey we're going to take you down to the police department we're going to get this referral well now again you're putting the mom in a in a system that has going to have some kind of punitive damages we already know the now since this incident has happened the mother was arrested for contempt of court was it related to this incident or was it related to something else again keep the one thing that that's mentioned in the chat room from flower child is that you know the part about the time take the time to educate there are so many things that uh officers are so heavy-handed to not even take the time to educate it's all about and what did we talk about last week procedural justice and control. What was the procedural justice in this situation? This was more about control. I'm, you Here it is. Your 10-year-old is out here urinating. We're going to control this situation. And guess what? Now we're going to have you come to court and deal with some kind of juvenile services.
1: But see, in some, in some uh, officers' minds that basically... Oh, my God. What happens if this kid... I, I, and, and to the listeners, I'm telling you what we hear as police chiefs and police officers. Oh, my goodness. What if this kid... I got to do something because what if this kid goes on uh, six, seven months from now and goes to school and exposes himself? And I didn't do anything about this. I mean, those... are And it goes back to what uh, Flower Child was saying is that we have become uh, to the point where we're so afraid of if we don't do something, then we're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you right now, there's nothing that would have happened to that kid, to that officer, if that officer would not have taken that and he would have been able to explain, he did it. I went up and talked to the kid. Kid had to, The kid had to utilize the bathroom. He mm-hmm. didn't have a place to use the restroom. Okay. His, and, th- and think about this. Think about this now. <laughs> when you were growing up, what, if your mama told you to stay in the car, what were you going to do? You're going to stay in the car. So what if his mama told him, to stay in the car, yeah. No, get out of this car. And stay in the, the car. car. Yeah. But you got it. But you, this kid has the common sense to get out and and utilize the restroom. But at the same time, he's not he's he's not being he's not doing it in a place to alarm anybody. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, what, what 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 did he do so wrong? Yeah. What did he do to justify? Yeah. And, and this Virgil, and, and just just one second. This is what people talk about when they talk about the pipeline to prison. When they talk exactly. about situations like this where- It's not so it's, much the schools. It's yes. not so much the school, but when you refer this case to the juvenile resource program, that is that's that is a document- That's a pipeline. That's a pipeline. Yeah. That, do you not think that, that, that if this kid does something in the future, they can go back? It may not be um, available to the public, but those in charge of the judicial system, uh, city attorneys- whomever can get that and determine what that child has done. And so that's why people are really, that's why you get a lot of these concerns. They don't want officers in schools. They don't want officers around kids because they start that pipeline to prison, you know, just minor things, traffic tickets, exactly Mm -hmm. these type of referrals and things like that. You, you took this, you took this kid down to the jail. There's no way. And I don't, I'm sure there's not very many departments, if any, if you take a kid to the jail, there's a there's a paper trail somewhere. Oh, yeah. You you can't put a kid in a car and just take a kid down to jail. And There's going to be some form of documentation mm-hmm. that has to be um, completed. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's a record. He, it is. Well, you know, Keith, you know, what was it? Uh, either it was last week or week before last when we talked about the incident in Dallas, Texas with the... Uh, with the military vet who, you know, had a medical condition who needed to go to the bathroom, and the officers would not let him go to the bathroom inside of this this uh, restaurant, and he ended up, uh, you know, defecating and peeing on himself. They joked about it and laughed about it, and here we are talking. So here's a, here's a, a grown man who was told he couldn't go to the restroom. He had a metal he, he had a condition, and here we are talking about a ten-year-old who went behind the mother's car and, and peed. He was going to probably get right back in the car. But you had an officer who watched this happen. And this officer said, I'm going to take the, I'm going to be heavy handed with this here. And, and I gotta once do again, something. I got to do something. And so uh, Flower Child says uh, this was not an opportunity uh, to arrest. This was an opportunity to, to change his life for the better and his perception of police of police officers you're right and that's something we mentioned earlier this kid if you were to talk to that young man and said hey you know next time maybe it's not the right place to do maybe he would have said listen I couldn't hold it any longer and you as an adult man said hey I understand you know uh but just make sure you try to find somewhere safe to to go use the restroom that try to have some kind of compassion and some kind of rapport with that kid, because let's just say that young man sees you two or three years from now, he's going to remember that you were nice to him versus, Hey, that's the cop who, who uh, did what he did to me. And that kid is never going to have a positive uh, relationship with you. And I'm gonna ask you this question, Keith, and to those who are listening. Do you think officers are past the point of even caring that young black kids have a positive
1: relationship with them? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so because I see a lot that really wonder why and really want to fix it. So I think there's some that don't give a care who uh, they piss off or who they have a, perf- a, a, a good relationship with. But I, I, I'm going to stay optimistic. There are. And I, you know, maybe I'm too optimistic, overly optimistic. Some, yeah, sometimes but, you can't be. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm a realist also. But I, I think I think I think that there are some that they see the law. They see the laws being broken. They feel mm-hmm. as though they have to enforce it because that's the letter of the law. That's what I took an oath to do. They don't they can't see anything other than that. Uh, and I think that that's what gets us in, in trouble. Think, You know, that could have gone ugly. That could have really, really, really been ugly. Yeah, uh, it could have. It, that could have yeah. been ugly. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so, you know, just thankful that it, it didn't go that far, it far. that it didn't yeah. end up, somebody got, you know, somebody was hurt or worse. But let me say that, you call this, um, in law enforcement, we call either you make deposits or you make withdrawals. That was an opportunity to make a deposit. deposit. Mm-hmm. And and make that deposit and allow that interest to grow into something mm-hmm. that, that's, that's positive. Yeah. And when you would, you know, and so that was a that was a that was an opportunity to make a deposit. He he made withdrawals. He completely withdrew from reality and withdrew from common sense and basically said, this is what I'm hired to do. This is what I'm going to do. I just got I got to get involved. I see it and I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you
0: know, Keith, I'm going to say this, I, you know, Flower Child, she puts in the comments, she says, we're very fortunate here in Oklahoma having majority of officers who still care. Right. I, I'm gonna tell you, you know, man. When I started uh, with Oklahoma City Housing Authority back in the, the late '90s, man, it was it was common to drive around Northeast Oklahoma City to see grown men, kids going behind the tree, going behind a car, peeing. What's a grown man kid?
1: Huh? What's a grown man kid? I said
0: uh, it, it. It was. It was I was saying that you can see a grown man and a kid.
1: Oh, I thought you said grown man and kid. No, I didn't like, say what's grown, a grown man kid? kid. OK,
0: man, you know, clean it, clean out. You got some new <laughs> headphones, man. <laughs> so so it, it was common to see this here driving around Northeast Oklahoma City or even driving around Southeast Oklahoma City. There I, there was officers who would go out of their way to and who didn't look like me, who would go out of their way to give somebody a hard time about it. And I'm just like, come on, man, there's other things out here that we need to be dealing with. If I saw something like that, man, I just kept going because I know if once again, we talked about if you're on a on a call where there's no restroom, you're not you're not going to be able to get in your car and drive to the local convenience store to use a restroom. You're going to go behind a tree. You're going to find somewhere where nobody can see you so i just go back to the common sense of officers who they they get themselves in situations and then all of a sudden now they're wondering why the black community or why people uh, 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 other minority races have a
1: issue with uh, police officers well i'll tell you uh pam asked a question a few minutes ago you know what would have happened if you know, what would have been the worst thing that could have happened if he hadn't done anything? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Could have waited and talked to the parents when they come out and say, Hey, just letting you know, did that. You might want to tell him don't do that again. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have talked to that kid without his parents, knowing his mom was inside. I probably would have waited or gone and got her. I probably wouldn't say, Hey man, you good. Okay. You know, next time there's a, there's a restroom around across the street or something like that. You know, just be careful and you move on. Um, hey man. Uh, flower child she
0: said i've i've had grown men peeing in the trash can uh doing her interrogation in the interrogation room uh when i walked out versus asking to use the to use the restroom but here <laughs> here we are attacking the 10 year old
1: man I, i've had i've had people uh urinate the back of my cars i've had them you i mean you know it's People got to go. They they, you know, they, they they got to go. go. They,
0: they got
1: to go. And Justice Jones said that uh, went for a walk with her husband uh, halfway through. He had to pee behind a tree. <laughs> is there really a safety concern? Um, if you're being discreet, just don't see how it's a safety concern. You know, the only thing I tell people is be careful about people's private property. But there really isn't a safety concern, I don't think. And it all depends on what's your intention. Man, your intention to relieve yourself and you're trying to be discreet. I don't see whether that's a safety issue. Now, there are people that will argue with you, and say, well, that's a health issue. You know, it's urinating in public. That's a a health issue regarding drainage. How is that that Uh, any different than a dog urinating? Virgil. How is that any different than a dog uh, urinating? Virgil, I'm just telling you this. I didn't say I felt that way. But listen, (laughs) it's the same thing with, uh, that's why they have policies and uh, ordinances in place about where dogs, they have locations where dogs can urinate urinate in somebody's front yard dog can urinate. your your dog can urinate somebody's front yard can can you imagine
0: somebody calling calling uh, you you got a person calling the police saying hey this dog they stopped in front of my yard and this dog urinated in front of my yard virgil virgil i was over
1: animal welfare that happens daily oh i know i know it happens but i'm just saying how does that sound It, it sounds petty, and it, it, it sound but you know, people have the right. We have, we have put that in. You know, people have a right to call, and that's why a lot of times we're involved in these things that really don't. We shouldn't be. That we shouldn't be. be. But, but at the yeah. end of the day, I mean, man, if I called every time that some somebody's dog peed in, in front of my yard or on the edge of my yard, I'd be calling all day, man. It, it happens, you know. And, the, and, the, and then the pooping, you know, somebody picks and clean, you know, picks it up, I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. But it, it comes down to the fact of it's just like Flower Child said, come on, man. 10 year, ten yeah. year old, 10 year old believing himself, years. being discreet about it, being respectful. Come on, man. You know, we just, you know, this is something that shouldn't, that we shouldn't even have to discuss or shouldn't have made, this shouldn't even be a topic. It new, yeah. yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have even been a, a point of interest because it should never have occurred. Yeah. But to put yeah. this kid, but to arrest this kid, and the chief said, well, he wasn't placed in handcuffs. He was arrested. He was arrested. He was put in. The he, he, was arrested. in he was detained yeah. and he was yeah. not allowed to, to move or leave under his own free will. He mm-hmm. was arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Keith,
0: for those who are just now tuning into the podcast show, uh, tonight's topic is why handcuffing children is a bad idea. We've got a lot of great uh, comments in the chat room. There's another video that I want to show. Uh, Our listeners and uh, we'll get back to uh, Pam's comment uh, right after this video uh, that uh, comes out of Sacramento, California.
1: Out of this, public scrutiny looms over the Sacramento Police Department after an audit revealed multiple civil rights violations. But it's this video of officers handcuffing a 10-year-old girl that's really creating a firestorm.
3: CBS 13's Shantae Passmore has been on this, getting answers from supporters and critics on ways the department can improve because obviously that video is so disturbing, Shantae. Oh, yeah, guys, the incident in question really stems from February 2022. As part of the audit, recommendations include there needs to be a clear policy on handcuffing children. In some cases, experts say there are times when handcuffs are used even when a person is not in trouble. We want to warn some viewers they may find this video to be disturbing. Sacramento Police probation search. Body cam footage shows officers grabbing a young girl and placing handcuffs after she opened the door. You can hear an officer ask, Who else is there? The 10 year old in tears. The video, hard to watch for many. I wish I could say shock. Unfortunately, Sacramento has a history of being very brutal, specifically with black residents. The Sacramento Office of Public Safety released a scathing audit. 100 plus complaints filed against Sacramento officers over a two year span. The city's top cop admitted some of the misconduct, saying she agrees the department can and must do better. Does this mean it plans to adopt a handcuff policy for kids? Sacramento police told me it's reviewing and considering the implementation of those policies. Police experts explain the use of handcuffs.
0: Handcuffing is done for, for one or
2: two reasons. Uh, for the safety of the officer, the safety of other citizens, and the safety of the, the person that may be taken into custody.
3: THE REPORT SHOWS OFFICERS VIOLATED PEOPLE'S CONSTITUTIONAL RIGHTS IN MORE THAN A THIRD OF THOSE CASES. QUESTIONABLE INTERACTIONS ALSO INCLUDE MINOR TRAFFIC INFRACTIONS FOR ILLEGAL WINDOW TENT WITH NO INTENTION OF ENFORCEMENT OR ISSUING A TICKET. COMPLAINTS CAME FROM BLACK OR LATINO DRIVERS. CRITICS SAY AN EXAMPLE OF RACIAL BIAS. BUT A FORMER SACRAMENTO SHERIFF SAYS HE'S NOT SURE THERE'S A PROBLEM WITH THE STOPS BASED ON the RELEASE DATA.
0: Well, if you think about that, engage in a little critical analysis, how do you know that it's a person of color driving the car if the windows are tinted to where you can't
3: see in? He went on to say verbal warnings are sometimes the appropriate action for an officer. With mistrust elevated between police and communities of color, what would it take to build trust? And that really is to um, enforce that the police department actually follows the policies that the community needs. Yeah, and some critics believe the number of civil rights violated is much higher, claiming these are just some of the reports we know about.
0: You know, once again, Keith, uh, it's it's the heavy-handed of of officers. Yeah, they were at that home looking for a person who obviously had some type of active warrant. Uh, Again, I just go back to we do these things up front, but we don't think about the trauma on the backside that will this little girl will, will have to deal with, what this ten-year-old will have to deal with. You cannot repair those
1: those things once they've happened, Keith. No, you can't. Um, trauma is trauma is, is trauma, and so everybody handles it differently. But one thing about it, I go back and and I want to sound repetitive: trauma is trauma. Which might not be look bad to me, uh, could could traumatize somebody else for the rest of their lives. Um, You know, Pam, we talked about this earlier. She said that um, if an officer has a legitimate mindset, legalistic mindset, that they probably think arresting that child was common sense action, then common sense isn't all that common. And that's what we said earlier. If he, if if you have, you do have officers out here that are that letter of the law that this is a this is a violation, this is a crime. everybody's going to jail. Uh, they don't take the time to kind of you know figure out okay, what do we have here mm-hmm. uh, in this situation? what do we have here? you know what's what are we trying to accomplish here Because if we're trying to to teach this young man responsibilities and, and to use good tactics, then as a man, you would say, hey, I know there's times when you have to go, but next time, you know, think about before you leave the house. You know, ask your mom. Uh, could you, you know, could you go in with her and, and and use the restroom and then come back to the car? Things like that. I mean, the, you take that to educate. You're educating this young man on what to do in the future. Mm-hmm. So you're you're being proactive. Yeah. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna get upset about that. Nobody's gonna argue with that. They're gonna look at the fact that man, this this dude is. Man, you know, he's he's seeing this young man and he's he's basically teaching him, okay, this is how young men behave. Not yeah. not behave, but this is what these are th- this this is expectations. You thinking. These are yeah. expectations. This keeps you thinking, and it, it gives you it gives these these young adults, these young kids other options. Yeah. You know, he may have not thought about this, but it, you know, he may just thought, This is all I have, this is the only this, way I can do it. This, this is yeah, At this, this time, is what I can do. But, but next yeah. time, like, man, you know, before he left the house next time. Man, I better use restroom before I go, or yeah. you know, or or something. Hey, mom, I might I might not be need to go because I got you know I'm not feeling well. So whatever, but yeah. I think that he lost that was an opportunity to 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 teach. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah,
0: exactly, Keith. And I think you know you just go back to uh, we you know, uh, as Flower Child just put it, she says many forget uh, the serve part of protecting and serving the oath. I mean, again, that that right there was an opportunity to say, how can I be of service to, to this young man? And even as a white officer, black officer, whatever race you are, take the time to understand why this child did what he did. Try to become a positive influence, because he or she may not have a positive role model they may there may not be a father in the home take the time if you are a parent a grandparent take the time to treat that child like you would want to treat your own children or your own grandchildren don't take the time to say oh by the way we're going to go down here we're going to have you fill out this paperwork then you're going to get a date to go before this court because your son was behind the the, the car uh urinating uh, you, you know man i don't know keith it it, it is it is very disturbing uh no I, i'm not gonna say it. it's concerning to see that these officers across the country continue to make these poor decisions and then you have police chiefs who sometimes they come out and and, and say call it for what it is and sometimes they come out and try to justify the actions of the officer.
1: You know, you know what, man, you, 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 know, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It, it is, uh, we've got to get back to using, com- we got to get back to using common sense. Man. Common sense, man. I it, mean, that's, uh, it, it, you know, I'm going to say this key.
0: <clears throat> Let me ask you this. You go to the firing range. If you tell the range master, Hey, I got to go to the restroom. Is that range master going to tell you? No, you can't go. And you're a grown man. No no what you gonna do you're gonna stop you're gonna get out of the line you're gonna go to the restroom you're gonna wait to get back in and and finish uh finish your uh firearms training so if we can use that kind of common sense as an adult why can't we use that kind of common sense when we encounter young children or even you know i think i think if this was would have been a person, well, even though it's a 10-year-old, let's just say this was a 70-year-old man. Can you imagine taking a 70-year-old man down to jail because he had to urinate and he's sitting there saying, Officer, you know, maybe I got this medical condition, I couldn't hold it, and and I had to relieve myself. I know I probably shouldn't have done it, but then you have the the audacity to say, Well, I don't care. this you broke the law. We're talking about peeing. We're talking about peeing behind something, trying to do it discreet, but here it is. You find yourself dealing with the police.
1: Well, we've, we've come down to the point. I've said this before, and I think Flower Child oh. said it, and, and Pam and, and some others have said it, is that we have come down to a point that we're professional, that we are afraid of what might happen if we don't do something. Yeah, And that we are, that we have allowed our yeah. fear to... Um, overcompensate for our common sense. And mm-hmm. that's not the way we do our, our job. Uh, so, yeah. You know, it's in, and and, and, I, and I'll tell you it's um, it is um, it's amazing. I mean, these, these times, and this, this won't be the last time something like this happens. No, you know, no, we'll, no, it won't. We will continue to we'll continue to talk about these type of things, mm-hmm. but I would ask anyone to go back and look at the statistics from 2018 up to 2022 regarding Children being handcuffed and and some of it's, the it's concerning. It's a, very it's, concerning it's, and some of the very, things yeah. that they're they're being um, handcuffed uh, for. And then this, and then the justification sometimes will be, well, I immediately removed them from them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Hey Keith, man, uh, we're coming up on we're kind of past our time a little bit, man. But it's been a, a, another great podcast, and man, we thank uh, everybody for tuning in and. And being a part of this uh very informative topic. And uh, you know, so uh again, we want to always thank everybody for tuning in every Thursday afternoon to to listen to us uh uh talk about some issues that, that go on in policing. And you know, like you said, we always keep it real. We <clears throat> we touch on topics that uh most probably would not talk about. And why, uh,
1: why do you think they really tune in, man?
0: I don't know. You know, if, if there's somebody out there who can tell me why you tune in, uh, if you tune in because, they tune in for me or they tune in for you. I think Which they're tuning think? in. For me. I think they're tuning in for me, man. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't have the swag, but you know, I'm 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 the, I'm the man behind the scenes that make everything happen.
1: How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for joining us because my partner has become delirious.
0: Hey man. So again, if you miss any parts of this, uh, podcast, you can, uh, go to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, uh, uh, and, uh, go to our YouTube page, go and subscribe to our YouTube page and, uh, you can find us on many of the, uh, podcast platforms uh spotify anchor google podcast wherever you listen to your podcast uh you can you can find us there and uh and so hey man flower child says you know chief green is a law uh h uh, uh
1: h2o tea drinker so, got to get you one of these, man. You get you one of these, <laughs> you'll never drink that tea again. Hey, get hey, man. Circle. you'll never drink that again, man. Hey. I, I'm gonna try to give me an endorsement deal, man, with circle, man. With with,
0: with circle, okay. Okay. Well,
1: well, I'm gonna try to give me an endorsement deal, man. Okay. Well, you you do that for us, man. You do that for us. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm right on that for us. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, again, next week we will definitely uh have another very informative topic. Uh, To talk about here on you and the Law podcast show. And again, we thank all those for tuning in. And for those who will listen to the rebroadcast of this show, if you can't check our uh, check us out on our live podcast, Uh, you definitely won't be bored uh, because you've got uh, Chief Swaggy one uh, uh, to look at. So,
1: man. okay, whatever, man.
0: All right. Hey, everybody, have a good night and we will see you all again next Thursday on You and the live Podcast Show.